Well, are you ready to get into the word tonight? Amen. Me too. Me too. I tell you something about the word of God that puts you over every time, right? Woo, every time. Um, I'm going to talk tonight about the love of God. And so we're going to start in 1 John 4. 1 John 4. And just go along from there. I want to also uh, tell you about the podcast that I'm doing, Women of Substance. Some of you might not know, especially if you're watching a live stream, that uh, we do that twice a month and uh, on Fridays. And I've interviewed two ladies this week, very special uh, women of God, and I think you'll really enjoy listening to them. They'll be airing in June, I, I suppose. But um, one of them worked for Motown Records for 25 years, and uh, <clears throat> she shared some of this on the podcast. She's written two books about her experiences there, and she said it was very spiritual because uh, there was this very spiritual side of that because most of the artists came from churches. Isn't that interesting? So they had that uh, church background. And then she also said that uh, Smokey Robinson is a very good friend of hers who is still performing at 83. Uh, In fact, she just went to a concert in Birmingham not too long ago, took her friends. She's 84. (laughs) Took her friends with her and they had a great time (laughs) and saw him personally, of course, because she knows him and has been friends for years and years. In fact, in Beverly Hills, she and her husband conducted a Bible study at Smokey Robinson's house and had so many of the artists come and so many were saved and really blessed by that. So don't you love these agents in all these places, you know, whether it's a very, you know, high echelon or in, you know, the lowest places, the blood of Jesus goes both, right? And saves. Hallelujah. Saves to the uttermost. So, be sure and watch uh, the podcast of, and the other dear lady. She was so powerful from uh, Portland, Oregon. Her name's Tony, and she goes by Mama T, <laughs> and you'll enjoy her. She's a powerhouse. Amen. So um, those will be good coming up if you want to watch the podcast. You can do that by going on our website and just looking look for Women of Substance and click on and. And you don't have to pay any money or anything. You can just listen and, and be encouraged. All right. Let's get back here in First John 4, 7 and 8. And we'll pray. Father, I thank you for divine utterance tonight. I thank you that I'll minister with your ability, that great grace will be upon me tonight to deliver your word. I, I thank you, Lord, that we'll have ears to hear, minds open and hearts receptive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this, uh, of course, is a very, very familiar verse, even made into a little song. Every time I read it, I think about the little song. But let's let's read it here because it's so true and uh, really ministers to us. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Hallelujah. He is love. Uh, of course, during our Gulf Coast Convention, we heard uh, Reverend Pat Harrison speak a little bit about the love of God and how she t- takes the 1 Corinthians 13 and uh, 
reads all of the attributes of the love of God. And then uh, the Lord told her to put her name in that. And she said, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that, you know, because, uh, you know, you think about human love. It's so it's so different than um, God's love. God's love is unconditional. And sometimes it's even so difficult to comprehend that kind of love that Paul told us, pray that we would understand it. You know, pray that we would comprehend it. And he said in Ephesians 3, pray that we would know the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of the love of God. Because it's, you know, we, we think we know love. We think we know what is what good is, but God is the goodest of, of goods. <laughs> and I know that's not proper English, but he's gooder than we can ever think about, you know. And and yet we need to know that we need to get to know him more and more and who he really, really is um, as representatives of the Lord, you know, as ambassadors of Christ. We need to represent him properly. And many times we've been lied to about God and God, God's been lied on. You know, um, people have given us the wrong impression that he's mad or he's ready to, to, uh, oust us at any time or, you know, or he's sitting and making notations of, of what we're saying and doing or feeling or thinking or, you know, and boy, one day we're going to really get it, you know. And then uh, sometimes we feel like that we're being punished for things that we've done maybe uh, even before we were saved or after we were saved. You know, sometimes we do horrible things after we're saved. Can you imagine that? Um, but, it, you know, it happens. And um, I think about God loving so much. He, he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. And um, if he loves the world like that, sinners, then how much more would he love and forgive his own child? But we give them a pass, you know, which is fine. They get a pass if they want him. His name's Jesus. He's the, he's the way out of all that darkness, right? Um, so... Uh, we, but we give them, you know, a pass and say, well, they were sinners. They don't know better. If you're saved, you ought to know better. Yeah. Well, not all the time, you know, we're still, we're not perfect, but praise God, his grace and mercy are yeah. there for us. And, uh, he loves his own. He loves his children. So, uh, think about that too when you're thinking about, well, I just, you know, have made so many mistakes. There's no way God could love me or there's no way out of this mess that I've, that I've made, um, you know, this a desperate situation and all the things that we would think. But God's love is bigger. Yes. It's greater. Amen. And his mercy is extended to you tonight. Amen. Amen. Receive his forgiveness yes. and let it go. Right. Yes. Let it go. Don't be trapped in the enemy's accusations and condemnation. Because he knows if he can keep us trapped in all that, then we're held back from really being the light of the world that to shine forth. But know that none of us are perfect. We've all made mistakes. We've all been through things. 
right? And we just keep on putting one foot in front of the other and walking with God, <laughs> walking with Christ and walking in him. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, of course, describes what the love of God is. And I think, you know, you've probably heard this uh, scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 uh, in the Amplified is really nice. Love endures long, is patient and kind. And then, you know, we when we... Again, religion has taught that God's not all that patient or kind. (laughs) You know, he can be really mean and not very patient. And that's simply not true. This is describing who he is. And it says, uh, moving on down a little further, it says that, um, that God is, uh, is, uh, not touchy or fretful or resentful takes no account of evil done to it. Now, why would he expect us to live like that? And he's not like that. Well, he is like that, isn't he? Amen. He's not accounting uh, your sins and, and taking a role of all that. And, uh, uh, you know, got like I said, gotten it all written down. And one day, you know, the hammer's coming down. Right. No, Jesus paid for all of that. Right. He paid for every sin, and he paid for every sin of the whole world. Amen. Now think about that. Every sin in the whole world, all the sin in the past, all the sin right now, and all the sin of the future, he paid for all of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now think about the love there that he, uh, his precious blood poured out washed all the sin away praise the lord and so we can walk with confidence knowing that we are right with god we are right with god tonight i am right with god not because i'm you know the best person in the world it's because he's the best god he's the god he is uh everything amen and because of him um he's made me worthy amen And he's made you worthy too. Praise God. So uh, understanding this kind of love can be a little different for our human reasoning uh, because we all we think a little different than God thinks. But the more we renew our mind to the word, then we can start thinking this way, the right way, the way of truth. And the spirit of God will really help you with this. If you've not heard this before, the spirit of God will bear witness with you. That you are born of God, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you're born of God, born of His Spirit, and you're born of love now. And you have that capability of loving people who are very unlovable because of agape, the God kind of love on the inside of you. I remember we we almost had Happy Cobwell here. (laughs) We came really close to heaven and bless his heart, but... He couldn't come because of the tornadoes that went through Little Rock, Arkansas. So he he had to cancel for the Gulf Coast Convention. But I remember his testimony of when he got born again. He said he had walked the aisle and he said there was a really big lady next to him, stranger, that he stood next to. And they both got born again. And he said they ended up hugging each other. (laughs) at the altar he said he found himself just hugging this woman that he didn't even know and he said instantly the love of god was operating you know in his life whereas before he would never have hugged a 
big strange woman. <laughs> but there there he was. <laughs> and I think about that often because it really does if you just allow the spirit of God to flow through you. Yeah. It it really is amazing uh how he works with love in people's lives and loves people through you. Yeah. And so we need to really surrender to that and and it's not always easy. We can get impatient, you know, you can get little frustrated or mean uh, here and there in the world, tense and all, you know, being in a hurry all the time and all the things, road rage, (laughs) you know, those kind of things can get a hold of you. But I have learned if you practice a little more, you know, or if you start feeling you're getting that way, just uh, start uh, saying, I have the love of God in me. I have, I'm patient and kind. And, And what Reverend Pat was saying about all these things, put your name in this, yeah. you know, and I, I've written out a little confession in my daily notes and that um, I I am a kind person and I, I do kind things for others, you know, so to remind yourself uh, to be like God, you know, in that way. So uh, because he's very he's very kind. Hallelujah. All right. Romans chapter five. Romans chapter 5, we're talking about the love of God and how much he loves you. Romans 5, 5, and hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Isn't that nice? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Now, that means... Uh, it has already been done. It's already there. And we can, I believe we can stir that up yes. by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. By just praying in the Spirit. Yeah. Praying in the Spirit is so important yeah. and vital to our strength and love, and our love walk too. Well, this is something we really can't do within ourselves. You know, human love doesn't love somebody like the God kind of love. In fact, uh, Brother Hagin used to say, human love, well, you slap me, I'll slap you back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you hit me, I'll hit you harder. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm telling you, that's the world's way, isn't it? That, well, if you don't do that, people will just run over you. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think it brings a lot of respect uh, when you do turn the other cheek. Now, I'm not talking about letting everybody run over you all the time. Of course not. But I do think that the love of God many times just turns the other way and prays for that person who's uh, being mean <laughs> Amen. and cruel or whatever they're being. And, uh, and sometimes that act of love, not saying anything and not retaliating, can really bring that person to repentance. Amen. Um, I remember going to the mall. This was years ago. One of my children were, they were turning at, into adolescence then. And, um, one of them, I won't mention who, what, but said something really rude to the sales clerk. And so I, mama bear, you know, I was just started to say, you don't talk that way to, you know, and the spirit of God said, stop, don't say anything to her. So, we walked on down to another store, and in a minute, she looked at me, and she said, Mother, I need to go back to that store over there. I said, why? She goes, I need to apologize 
for saying what I did to that lady. <laughs> and I thought, I'm so glad I didn't jump on her, you know, because there comes a time where they're going to have to learn to listen to the Spirit of God. And if you, you know, just stay on them all the time, they, you know, it, they just need to know God and hear from God. So we went back and she apologized and <laughs> made it right, you know. But I think those, those type things make us, uh, stay tender toward the Lord yes. and or the soft heart and the tender heart. And sometimes it, it'll get, it gets to your pride a little bit that you've got to do that sort of thing. But, um, I believe people appreciate it and I think it helps us mature. And then maybe next time we're not so quick tongued to attack somebody. Yeah. Right. Amen. I don't know where all that came from, but Romans chapter eight. Let's look at this. Romans chapter eight, verse 38 says, um, let's see. There's no 38. Is there? Oh, yeah, there is. Let's turn the page. Okay. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Wow. I love that. Don't you? Nothing can separate us. From the love of God. And so that love, uh, the same prayer that uh, Paul prayed for the church there, to be rooted and grounded in that love, that love will actually stabilize your life. It will really stabilize your emotional being too. Because emotions can be up and down and all around. And if we don't bring kind of an anchor to them through the word and through the spirit and really the spirit of love, then, uh, you know, you, you, nobody knows when they're going to set you off. <laughs> you know, talking about walking on eggshells, you know, they don't know what you're going to say or how you're going to react or what you're going to do. But that the love of God will um, will bring security and trust and a knowing in your life that God is with you no matter what's going on. No matter if you're under attack from people or just the enemy, the devil or whatever, that you can walk through that confidently knowing that he is in you and that you are in Christ and that he's not going to ever be apart from you. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Now, that's beautiful. Amen. Um, I like one of the scriptures in the Old Testament that says he holds me by my right hand. And I always like holding hands. You know, David and I hold hands all the time, yeah. <laughs> don't we? Yeah. We'll wake up in the middle of the night. We're holding hands. <laughs> I'm serious, don't we? Yeah. Just about every night we're holding hands. <laughs> yeah, Blanche is usually right. our dog in front, in the side, you know, between us. Yeah, Blanche, <laughs> the French bulldog. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll still hold hands over her and she'll be grunting around because she doesn't like our arms on top of her. But too bad. <laughs> too bad. But um, my dad, you know, he was always holding my hand when I was a little girl. And um, I, I just it was always very comforting to me. And I, when I read that scripture, I thought, oh, I love that uh, imagery to imagine that God is always holding my right hand. 
Amen. That's beautiful that he walks. He's in us. Praise God. That's more powerful than anything, but also that he's with us and he is holding our right hand. So that means that uh, watch out, devil. Amen. We got big, big brother, Jesus, with us. Hallelujah. Um, okay, let's let's turn to Second um, Corinthians five, and we'll see a scripture here. So God loves us, and He gives us the ability to love others with His love. And if you find that hard, and it is hard with some people, they make it a little harder. Some make it a little harder and others, <laughs> then you can see, you know, sometimes I imagine that I am, if, if, if I'm upset with someone or, or, you know, I feel like that they have done wrong things to me, then I uh, see myself using God's love to love them. You know, I, I just say, well, lo- I'm borrowing love today. <laughs> Agape love, unconditional. That means that they haven't earned it and they, you know, haven't done anything to deserve it. And, uh, it's not reciprocation because the, there's, there's nothing there except, you know, whatever, uh, is wrong with them. But God's love is unconditional. So you can love them in spite of how they, treated you and uh that's really nice too you can do that with his mercy and his grace too amen because he's he's given those things to us second corinthians 5 look at verse 14 knowing that he raised up the lord jesus uh shall raise up us also by jesus and shall uh, present us with you for all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that was really good, but those are the wrong verses. What's the reference you got? Um, 2 Corinthians 5.14. Amen. You can use that verse, though, because you know, you you understand that things on the earth are temporary. And so uh, things... And, and that means subject to change. So these things can change. And I've seen this act of goodness overcoming evil really be powerful. And, and sometimes it's not overnight. Sometimes it, it does happen very quickly. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it takes years of really walking in love with people and showing them the love of Christ. Um, I, um, a friend, best friend of my dad's died last week. He was... Um, you know, ready to go, praise God. Um, but he hadn't always been saved until recently. And my dad would witness to him, and my mother too. They witnessed to him a good bit over the years. And he said, no, I'm an atheist, I'm an atheist. You know? But um, I think there, in fact, his daughter wrote me and said, your parents were so instrumental in showing him the love of Christ. And I believe that's why, you know, one reason he got saved before he left was because of their uh, impact on him. 
So you never know those seeds of love just being sown into someone. I think they really, really uh, take root and that root grows up and then you see the harvest from it. And it's too bad that he couldn't have gotten saved way back because I think he would have been a happier person. I know he would have. But, you know, praise God. He's up there with my dad now in heaven rejoicing. So that's good. And uh, one of the ladies I interviewed this week, she said that when uh, a co-worker, now we need to listen to this because this is important. A co-worker years ago was very loving toward her and didn't condemn her. She said, I smoke cigarettes right next to her. <laughs> Back then you could smoke cigarettes at work. You know, she said she never said a word to me about anything. She just loved me and showed the love of God. And that, uh, right there stayed with her until finally she gave her life to the Lord, you know, years later, but that impacted her. That was the first encounter with the love of God. And she shared that. So know that you're you're out there, maybe not necessarily in church even, but when you're with your friends or family or uh, neighbors or coworkers, uh, many times you're sowing seeds of love that they will not forget and that will lead them eventually to the Lord. And that's good news, isn't it? All right. Second Corinthians. Let's do the right one now. Second Corinthians five. 14, for the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So we see that this scripture says the love of God constrains us. Um, It brings the Amplified says controls and urges and impels us. Um, so the, the love of God will restrain you in certain areas and uh, check, you know, check you. You know, um, it'll regulate you. Praise God. So there's some beautiful things about the love of God. It's uh, not necessarily ooey-gooey all the time like emotional human love what we think that might be. Um, I think there's times where uh, even with the love of God, you you restrain yourself from saying something, even if it's a loving something. Sometimes people just need to be left alone and you wouldn't think that that would be the love of God. But in some instances, it is the love of God Um, not to hug them. How about that? So we get so huggy all the time. We think we got to hug everybody. And sometimes the Spirit of God said to me, no, 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 don't touch them. Like if they're under the power of God and they're weeping and the Spirit of God's dealing with them, leave them alone sometimes. Amen. Unless God tells you, go. But sometimes it's good just to leave people alone and let the Spirit of God minister to them and not try to, you know, go over and get involved in it. But... And I know that that sometimes is the love of God, is staying out of it. Amen? And then there's other times where, of course, we lay hands on people and cry with them and whatever as well. But the love of God will regulate us. It will restrain us. It will impel us to um, be who we need to be. And so it really is beautiful working with God in his love and listening to him. Um, 
because he will tell you, okay, this is what I want you to do. This is the love. This is how you can show love. Amen. And um, the the lady, I know I'm talking a lot about my podcast, but that's what some things I did this week. <laughs> so um, the lady who worked for Motown, Frances Macklin, she said that uh, she needed a job. And this is early 60s, 1960s. And uh, so she went to this uh, kind of party get, gathering with Smokey Robinson and met the Motown owner's wife. And the wife was sick that night. She had a really bad head cold. And so she even left the party early. She's, you know, not feeling well at all. Well, Frances said, I just felt so compelled to send her a get well card. So she said, I sent her a card. And in a few days, she called me and said, I really appreciate that. Now, see, this is just an act of kindness, just a small thing that any of us could do at any time. If we just feel that compelling. And um, that's when this lady said, do you, would you like to work at Motown? <laughs> and she said, well, I need a job. And she said, well, can you come over? And I want to show you some things here that you can do. Well, she did. And she uh, became the director of the, li- of the library of all the songs and recordings and uh, worked there, like I said, 25 years. Amen. So uh, it's interesting what a get well card can do, you know, just an act of love, an act of kindness. The love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Now, the Amplified, we're going to close with this, but I want to read you the Amplified, starting with verse 14. For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all so that all those who might who live might live no longer to and for themselves, but to and for him. So we're not living for ourselves anymore. To and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of view. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we, oh, uh, we have knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. And then it goes on to say our beautiful scripture. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. (laughs) The old man is gone. We become a new spiritual condition, (laughs) a new moral and spiritual condition. And that's born of God. The other has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. And that's how we can live in Christ, in love. Amen. Well, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this evening service. We thank you, Father, for your love most of all. We know that you love us with an everlasting love and that nothing can separate us from that. Thank you, Jesus. For the rest of our lives, every day of our lives, we'll be loved by you. And I thank you, Lord, that we can love others because you first loved us. 
So we determine in our hearts to listen to you and to be led of your spirit. And uh, when we can help others or we can be a blessing or we can uh, reach out, we thank you, Father, that you uh, allow us that leading and also direct our steps in that, Father. We thank you that we are the light of the world and we can bless people with our words and with our actions. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's uh, sing that little chorus, First John 4, 7, and 8. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. I, I haven't heard that song mentioned in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a good one. Amen. Yeah. Beloved, let us love one another. Everyone who loveth is born of God, and knoweth God, he that loveth God, knoweth not God, for God is love. So, beloved, let us love one another, First John 4, 7 and 8. Let us love one another. Sing right from the Word. Love is of God. Everyone who loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> That's a good song.